0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's going on, guys? I'm Faraz Siddiqui from Upper Hand Fantasy. As this crazy offseason unfolds, Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Browns, gets the first long-term, fully guaranteed deal we've ever seen. Let's get into how it impacts the fantasy landscape. Let's get this straight. Deshaun Watson is an elite fantasy quarterback. He was a full-time starter for three years, 2018, 2019, and 2020, and he was a top five fantasy quarterback for each of those years. And he didn't even have DeAndre Hopkins in 2020. He doesn't have a plethora of weapons in Cleveland. He has a couple. He has a Mario Cooper. He has David Njoku. And that's about it as of now. Donovan Peoples-Jones can potentially be that deep threat if they don't end up signing Will Fuller. He has an elite offensive line. He has an elite run game. He has a couple of ridiculous running backs in the backfield. And I think he can be a top five quarterback once again on that offense. And he did that without even being on a pass-heavy offense in Houston. They were 27th 20th and 23rd in pass attempts over those three years and the fact that he scrambles you know uses his legs scores those touchdowns with his legs you know that raises his ceiling and solidifies his floor and by the way we know that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to be the quarterback for the Texans but you know it does leave Davis Mills as the quarterback for the Texans and they're kind of showing faith in him and for good reason. He was pretty promising during his rookie year. Once Davis Mills got his starting job back in week 14, he was pretty impressive among the other rookie quarterbacks. First in completion percentage, first in passing yards per game, first in yards per attempt, first in big time throw percentage, which is a PFF stat, and first in NFL passer rating among rookie quarterbacks. Not bad, especially considering the fact that he didn't really have like the best weapons in the world either. The Texans might have a solid replacement on their hands. Anyway, back to the Browns offense. Amari Cooper is not an elite wide receiver. He never commanded targets, at least when he had another good wide receiver that he was paired with. And we saw that when he was with Michael Gallup, when he was with Amari Cooper, when he was with CeeDee Lamb, when he was with Michael Crabtree. And as of right now in Cleveland, he doesn't really have that other wide receiver to compete for targets, which we don't really want at this point because most likely Cleveland's going to be a run-focused team. So let's hope that he can get the majority of target share now cooper isn't as good as deandre hopkins was when he was in the texans but hopkins was playing on an offense that ranked 27th and 20th like i mentioned before in pass attempts per game but he still averaged 10 targets per game so as long as the pass funnel goes towards amari cooper we gucci now will fuller has been a name floating around in cleveland for obvious reasons him and deshaun watson have an amazing rapport now if he signs with cleveland I don't think Amari Cooper is going to be as good of a fantasy option. And if Will Fuller does not sign, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody that you kind of want to pay attention to as a potential boom-bust fantasy option. But if Cooper ends up being the obvious guy going into the season, I think he's one of the safest wide receiver twos. And I think he's going to give you a solid weekly ceiling-floor combination. Now before we get into David Njoku, if you haven't liked the video already, please do so now. That'll be awesome. I think David Njoku should be someone that we should be considering later in drafts, not only because they signed Deshaun Watson, but because they also cut Austin Hooper. Njoku might end up getting a full route participation. And if he does, it's gonna be hard for him to not be a top 10 option if he does get close to or gets that full route participation. Now it's only one game sample size, but in one game without Austin Hooper last season, David Njoku ended up running around on 97% of dropbacks so if that continues going into this season it's gonna be very hard for him to not finish as you know a mid to low end tight end one and to be honest i can't see why they wouldn't use him that way harrison bryant was active in that game hardly ran any routes maybe i think his route participation was around 25 percent. and they also just tagged david njoku right so i think they have plans to use him in the past game now i'm not going to elevate nick chubb a ton but i do think that this offense will take a step forward He has a solid chance of hitting 15 or more touchdowns, so that's great. That's a little bit of an upgrade for sure. Deshaun Watson will steal some of those goal line touchdowns, but I think he's going to be stealing out of a larger pie, so it's okay. Great offensive line, good offense. I think Chubb is going to be fine, but I don't want to elevate him too much because what really matters here is the fact that he's going to be sharing the load with Kareem Hunt. He's not involved in the pass game, and even if he was, Deshaun Watson is known to not throw the ball his running backs away he wants to throw it down the field he had some of the better options at running back in terms of receiving ability uh, and he chose not to use them in the past so uh, I wouldn't expect much in the receiving game for either of these running backs now let me know what you think about the Deshaun Watson trade and how it affects the fantasy landscape below if you like these type of videos please subscribe I'm going to be coming out with these types of videos all year round and I'll be back see ya